Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Trusting in the risen Christ, let us confess our sin and the misuse of God's creation. God Almighty, we are sorry for the times when we have used your gifts carelessly and acted ungratefully. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. We enjoy the fruits of the harvest, but sometimes forget that you have given them to us. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. We belong to a people who are full and satisfied, but ignore the cry of the hungry. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. We are thoughtless and do not care enough for the world you have made. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. We store up goods for ourselves alone as if there were no God and no heaven. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. Dear friends, hear the good news. God, who was rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. May Almighty God strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit so that Christ might live in your hearts through faith. Amen. can call us back to life again. Fields of our hearts that dead and bare have been, love will come again like wheat arising green. Let us pray. O God, you give us your Son as the vine apart from whom we cannot live. Nourish our life in his resurrection, so that we may bear fruit of love and know the fullness of your joy. 
through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The uh, first reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. An angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go towards the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you are reading? He replied, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a lamb he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb silent before its shearer. So he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, about whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this? about himself or about someone else. Then Philip began to speak, and starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus, came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Word of God, word of life. Thanks Thanks be be to God. Somewhere hears every word. 
the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We're spending some time in the season of Easter in the book of Acts thinking about the relationship between beliefs and practices. In these past few weeks, we've heard stories about the life of the early church, how they built communities, how they reread history, how they invited people into a new way of being in the world. And our question, whenever we've read these stories, is what has Easter changed? What is possible in the story now that wasn't possible before? 
At the very beginning of the book of Acts, Jesus sent the disciples out to be witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And as we've heard, they've been to Jerusalem, they've been to all Judea and Samaria, but they haven't been to the ends of the earth until now. Until the voice of God comes to Philip and says, get up and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And now the movement spirals out of its familiar confines and enters a vastly different kind of space. Different geographies, different cultures, different bodies. And we see that immediately in Philip's encounter with this Ethiopian eunuch. Philip is traveling down the road when suddenly the spirit tells him, go over to this chariot and join it. Literally, fasten, glue, or cleave yourself to it. So St. Luke is clear at the outset of this new chapter in church history that the church is going to be driven not by human imaginations, but by the desire of God. A desire that goes beyond our vision, that outstrips our own expectations. Philip thinks he's just going to meander down south, but now he's literally running down the road trying to keep up with God's desire. And if you believe Luke, that's when the church is most faithful to God's calling. Not when things are peaceful and calm and stable. Not when people lock themselves in a room and hide out from the world. But when they are struggling to keep up with the relentless pull of God's desire. And God's desire always brings us to new encounters and new relationships. And nowhere is that clearer than in this meeting with the Ethiopian eunuch. Now, there are stacks and stacks of books and articles about the Ethiopian eunuch. I read them so you don't have to. And you realize as soon as you get into the literature on this, there's basically no agreement on pretty much anything. Is the eunuch a powerful figure? Well, some people say yes, some people say no. Is he Jewish? Some people say yes, some people say no, some people say kind of. People can't agree on how he was gendered. People can't agree on what he looked like. People can't agree on how much money he had. Essentially, when you read anything about this character beyond what's there in the text, you're in contested space. And at first, that ambiguity is annoying. Why don't we know more about this person in the story? But then you realize it's actually sort of helpful in its own way. This person doesn't fit neatly into Philip's view of the world, and he probably doesn't fit neatly into ours either. And that's part of the point, because it's not about Philip's plans, and it's not about our vision either. It's about God's desire, and this is who God desires to be in relationship with. And that's probably what makes the question to Philip so interesting. What is to prevent me from being baptized? Well, if we're judging from a strict interpretation of religious teaching or the way we usually do things, the answer is, well, quite a bit. But if we're judging by the desire of God, if we're judging by the Holy Spirit driving Philip down the road, the answer, of course, is nothing. And so the story ends with these two going their separate ways, 
but not before they've been joined together. So what does all this have to do with beliefs and practices? You probably noticed all I've actually done so far is just recap the story. What does Easter actually make possible in the story that wasn't possible before? Well, one answer is that Easter makes it possible for us to respond to God's desire that we be joined together. The command that Philip joined the eunuch isn't just about catching up to him on the road, but about being brought into common purpose and common life. The way the good news spreads in the book of Acts is not by God illuminating people one by one in the privacy of their own homes. It spreads through relationships through communities, through engagements, through people joining together. Now, to be fair, this might not seem like all that much. After all, you can join Boy Scouts. You can join a book club. You can join a garden club. You don't need Easter to be joined to other people. But so often, our joining together is based on our own desires. And if my joining together is based on my own likes and affinities and hobbies and experiences, then I'm going to join together with people who are pretty much like me. They look like me, they talk like me, they eat like me, they do everything else pretty much the way I do. And as soon as anyone shows up who doesn't serve my needs or make me feel good or make my life better in some way, well, I'm just going to check out. And that's going to create communities that look nothing like the kingdom of God. Now, the thing that holds us together, the thing that joins us together, is not that we all have the same experiences. It's not that we all have the same beliefs. It's not that we have the same goals. It really isn't even that we all happen to like each other. The thing that holds us together, the thing that joins us as one, is our common baptism into Jesus. It's not a coincidence that as soon as the church moves out from Jerusalem to the ends of the church, to the ends, ends of the earth, the very first story is about baptism. Because that's what holds us together. That's where our unity is. So the question about joining together really isn't, who do I want to be in my community? Or what sorts of people do I want to be around? The question is, who has been joined into the body of Christ through their baptisms? And who does God desire to be in relationship with? I think you actually know this. In fact, I actually know that you know this. Because a year ago at our annual meeting, you adopted a welcome statement. And I didn't write it, so I can say I think it's pretty good. But it didn't have to be good. It could have been really bad, actually. You could have said something like, it's OK for people like you to be here. But you didn't say that, thankfully. You could have said something like, all are welcome because we are friendly. That would have been pretty bad, too. What you actually said was, through Christ, God calls us to love one another as God loves us through Christ. That's the key. That's what Easter makes possible. And whenever we reflect God's desire to be joined together, 
whenever we gather around font, word, and table, we are always joined together through Christ. In the body of Christ, where there's no stranger, no other, and no margin. The body of Christ is Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. It's you and it's me. It's all the people who've been joined together by the desire of God. A desire that never overlooks and a desire that never ends. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's join together with the church around the world as we confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Alive in the risen Christ, by the power of the Spirit, let us pray before God, who promises to hear us and answer in love. God of all fruitfulness, you abide in your church, and your church abides in you. Cleanse us by your word and give yourself to the whole church on earth, so that it bears fruit and witnesses to your love. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You have created the heavens and the earth 
As we wonder at the beauty of creation, may we seek vital connections among all that depends on the earth for life. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You rule the nations with justice and love. Give the leaders of the earth assurance of your abiding presence that they may lead not by fear, but with love. We pray especially this week for the people of Afghanistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You have loved us so that we can love others. We pray for all in need of your love. Those who are poor, lowly, outcast, weak, or fearful. Provide for the needs of all. If you have any petitions, I invite you to offer those at this time. Hear us, O God. Mercy is great. O God, in a hard year, be our mercy. In a year of affliction, be our kindness. Dark spirits banish from us. Bright spirits bring close to us. Gray spirits put away from us and good spirits draw near to us. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. With thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. We offer these prayers in the name of the one who abides with us, Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. got the whole world in his hands he's 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 got the little bitty baby in his hands he's got the little bitty baby in his hands he's got the little bitty baby in his hands he's got the whole world in his hands he's got you hands he's got you and me brother in his hands he's got you and me brother in his hands he's got the whole world in his hands he's got you and me sister in his hands he's got you and me sister in his hands he's got you and me sister in his hands he's got the whole world in his hands he's got everybody here in his hands he's got sun and the moon in his hands he's got the sun and the moon in his hands 
Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power in the glory forever and ever. Amen. sing with 